The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Waddle and Sylvie. Watch us and join the chat. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago on twitch.tv or the Twitch app. Old National Bank Studio on State Street. This is ESPN 1000, a good Karma Brands radio station. On WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. It's time for Aki's A-List. From the mind of the man who understands the four P's of Waddle's world. Aki's A-List. A-list. The top questions and topics floating around in Tyler Aki's mind. Are these really the questions that I was called here to answer? Aki's A-List on ESPN Chicago. Usually I'm the one hurling these questions the through the glass, but today it is Charlie Bevins that has... I, don't, I won't call it a distinct honor. I don't know if it's an honor. I don't think it is an honor. But Jesse Rogers, Tyler Rocky in for Waddle and Sylvie today. We've got Charlie Bevins with us. We've got Kendra Smith with us as well. What's on your mind, Chardog? Yeah, well, the first one, we can just do this really quickly. But the Jets just got smoked by the Dolphins again. They are now, I, I believe they're they're about to be four and seven. There's two minutes left in that game. Mm-hmm. Is it time to fire Robert Sala? I know that this isn't, you know, going to plan. I know that they were all going to rally behind Aaron Rodgers, but I can't imagine how you can go through three years of this, of the quarterback being a complete misfire and basically having no other solutions at offense other than Aaron Rodgers coming in. And then once disaster happens, you didn't have the flexibility to maneuver your way through it. Well, how is that all his fault? Yeah, that's where I would go with that, too. I, I don't think this is all on Robert Sala. Now, what about, like, compared to what Kevin O'Connor's doing? With, with Josh Dobbs? Yeah, with Josh Dobbs, and they really haven't okay, missed too well, much of a Again, that the Jets should have brought someone in other than Zach Wilson. He's been handed a, a bag of you-know-what. A bag of crap. So maybe then it, it might just be everybody then in that case. I, like maybe we need to look at the entire picture I here will other say than this. Rogers. Robert Sala's main task with that team as the head coach is on the defensive side exactly. of the ball. Exactly. And, and he's defensively, done that. And he's, he's taken care of that. And he's done um, that. They he had brought a plan in, to bring in Aaron Rodgers and, mm-hmm. and win with him. They brought in Nathaniel Hackett because there was familiarity there. And I don't think... It's all on Robert Sala's shoulders. In fact, I would put very little of it so far on Sala's shoulders because you would think this team that has Zach Wilson as their quarterback would be fractured at this point, right? Like we would see all these reports out of New York about, especially in that market. Yeah, Yeah, we, we would be getting all of that and we haven't gotten that yet. And, and so, which is kind of what I also say about Eberflus. We haven't gotten that yet. He hasn't broken the locker room as far as we know. So you have to give some points to, to coaches when that when, when they keep the locker room intact despite some losing. But um, I'm with you. I think I think they had a plan and it got blown up because Aaron Rodgers got, got hurt. Yeah. One drive into the season. And, and who knows, maybe you're still afloat in time for Rodgers to come back at the end of the year, which was another one of the reports today. Yeah, that but they're not they're going anywhere. Targeting a, a Christmas Eve potential return for Aaron Rodgers. Here's my thing: I'm sick of the the Aaron Rodgers talk for the rest of the year. <laughs> I'm I'm done with it. Yeah, I mean, he's 
If he comes back, great for him, all right? If he comes back, all it makes me believe is that you didn't actually snap your Achilles. (laughs) I suppose, yeah. I I don't, like, and even if he does come back, is it going to be? They're not going anywhere. He he could really jeopardize the rest of his career if he comes back. Well, how much of a career does he have left? Well, he could give it one more good run. Right, if if he's healthy. Or if he doesn't, then maybe this thing's all for naught, so... Yeah, that's that's where I sit on all of that. What else, Charlie? All right, so I know, Tyler, you talked about this, I believe it was on Wednesday, um, about what Albert Breer said. Uh, I'm sure he'll be asked about it when he goes on Cap and Jay Hood at 8.30 on Tuesday, which he does every Tuesday. But there's been kind of a, lo- uh, a lot um, a lot made about what he said on uh, on this live stream. I think right now it's trending towards Iberflus not being back. Um, and I think that in part is due to... Kevin Warren's influence in the organization. Remember, Kevin Warren came in after being the commissioner of the Big Ten. He did not hire Ryan Poles. He did not hire Matt Eberflus. I think he is motivated to see what he can do with his own guys in there. I've also heard Kevin Warren wants to be a little bit more involved on the football side, so that could influence the decision-making there. There's a lot to unpack there, and I know a lot of there's been a lot made about what this means for Ryan Poles. If he, I'm just curious, how do you guys interpret that? statement i interpret as eberflus is on the hot seat that's it that's it Uh, kevin warren is not going to clean house i don't believe that i don't believe he's cleaning house because remember it's just if you clean house it's the gm it's the coach it's the scouts it's most likely Mm -hmm. it's everybody under polls who probably brought in some people right yeah i don't know all the details of what they did when polls took over but there's no way that he's cleaning house i don't believe that i i'm right there with you jess i i just cannot envision Ryan Poles trading for a pick that, according to FPI, has a north of 60% chance of being the first overall pick and not be given the chance to see that through and make that number one overall pick. Listen, Ryan Poles hasn't hit on everything, but he also hasn't whiffed on everything. Yeah, exactly. He's made a couple of savvy moves as the general manager of the Chicago Bears. So, I'm not ready to to move on from from Ryan Poles yet, and I don't think Kevin Warren should be after he just came in here with the first intent, really, for his job to be to focus on the stadium, and now you're going to let him have, I mean, by giving him the opportunity to fire Ryan Poles within a year of being here, that's a pretty drastic level of power that's been given to him. If he wants to do that, he must have seen something really bad within this year. Because remember, that's pretty much what he's been doing, is getting to know the organization. Taking a lap around the track. I can't imagine a year Mm -hmm. into this, he looks at Ryan Poles and says, no chance. After a couple years, you're done. I just don't believe that. Now, Eberflus, different story. These final few games might be the determining factor if it hasn't been determined already. Um, Who knows? I mean, was it six games left? Yeah. If they look decent, he might stay. I mean, you look, you're not fully formed as a team. You've had a couple of really bad losses, but again, you have time to sort of prove yourself still. And the and and the Denver loss and the Detroit loss could be a distant memory. Just painting a uh, potentially optimistic viewpoint of the final few uh, final six weeks here under Eberflus. It's possible. And I, I there there is some conversation out there of oh like. Well, if we're given Eberflus the axe, you have to give Poles the axe, too, because both their plans have failed so no, far. No, Ryan Poles was given a chance. And I think general managers need to, be, need to be looked at differently than coaches do because coaches, you have to see, like, all right, are these guys still playing hard for me? Um, even when we are given chances to win games, are we executing in big moments? Are we having boneheaded coaching decisions down the stretch? 
And we're still seeing that with Eberflus, whereas yeah. we're just with Ryan Poles. This was not something that came in and was going to be done in one season. This was something that is going to take a little bit of time. Now, if he, the Bears next season, if if their rookie quarterback comes in, or if they decide to stick with Justin, whatever, whatever the quarterback situation yeah, I mean, is next year, I know what you're going to say. If you're not seeing progress. Right. All right. Every year that goes turn, by, your 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 executive or your coach gets a little bit more uh, listen, closer to the hot seat. If you have the number one overall pick for the third straight year, yeah, right. that's when yeah. I'm willing to say, all right, time to go. Yeah, I mean, he's not going anywhere. I don't believe that. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that. What else, Charlie? All right, so since coming back from injury, the talk around Justin Fields is you have seven games to go out and prove that you can be the franchise guy. I'm just curious if fundamentally you think seven games is enough time to evaluate and compare it against two and a half years of very up and down. Like from a fundamental evaluation perspective, do you think you can even make that kind of a decision in the span of seven games? Yes. And the reason the answer is yes is because you have to. So you you have to force yourself to analyze him in this time frame obviously coming from where he came from i mean you put the whole thing on in into context but the answer is yes i mean after seven games it'll be three years but you put the recent play at the top of the list of things you're analyzing here you don't care what he did two years ago so uh, the answer is yes i think you can and i think they're going to and make a final determination i think you can in the final seven games if you include the lions game that he played in last week However, the bar that he has to clear for me to say, yep, we're going to stick with him for next year has been raised. I expect, like, if I'm going to keep Justin Fields next year, I need to see him look like one of the five best quarterbacks in football the rest of the way. That, yeah, that's honestly how, has, that. I don't that's know. Honestly how good he has to look to do that, or we reset the clock on a rookie quarterback. Financially, it puts you in a better situation moving forward. But what forward. if he looks like a top 10 and not a top five? I mean, you're, you're giving very narrow parameters. I think you'll know. I think you'll know. Well, this is what I said earlier. When you see it, you know it, you know? And that's... And that's, that with Stroud, we've already seen it, and we know it. With Justin, we don't know it yet. Because he hasn't provided that level of consistency throughout the course of his career. So are these the three games that he's played recently? Or is that the, the blip, or is that the trend now? Is, uh, like, uh, we don't know yet. We and don't that, know yet. That's why I think you do have to see the rest of this process and I, and, out. And I don't want to see him carrying the ball 18 times a game. That's not the formula. Yeah, I don't that think that'll be, be the formula. Maybe once in a while when the defense gives you that. But but there has to be a middle ground. And he has to throw for, for 303 touchdowns. And he was doing a little bit of that kind of stuff. So let's see it more, more and more and more. Yeah, I, I'm not erasing the previous 30-plus games that I've seen from Justin Fields. I'm not erasing it. But, I mean, it, it is crunch time. I think you can make a, a determination. You're not erasing it but, it, but it is not as important as the next six. I th- Well, that's the whole point of imp- what sure, it's not, means. It's, it's not as important, but I think the previous six yeah. have to go into that formula yes. a lot more than the previous yeah, 20 of course, chunk. Of course, of course. Uh, but the previous six are certainly a big and part of that evaluation process. And then you're going to look at the three process. years together and, 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 and evaluate the improvement. Yep. No doubt. All right, you you got one more for us, Charlie? Yeah, I got one more. Just point blank. Put Justin Fields aside, point blank. Are you done with, like, are you off Caleb Williams? Regardless of Justin Fields or not. No. It's kind of the same thing with Justin. I'm not erasing a Heisman season from my memory. Like, I'm still very in on Caleb Williams. And if, if the choice were, if you were asking me to make the, if today was the draft, 
I'm drafting Caleb Williams number one overall. Uh, I'm kind of. The answer, when you say are you, I'm kind of off. And Heisman trophies don't impress me anymore. I, mean, I shouldn't say that. Heisman trophies <laughs> don't. No, they don't translate to the pros. We've been. It's been proven ye- over the years many times. It for a quarterback, it doesn't necessarily transfer. Joe Burrow doesn't can, do it for you. It doesn't necessarily. We've seen many a quarterback. I can name a bunch if I mm-hmm. if they came to mind. <laughs> uh, but we know that. We know that. Um, so I'm kind of off of him. Kind of. You know. Um, but but I'd probably still take him one. I'm just a little more unsure than I was a couple months ago. I, Charlie, I think you and I are the last two on Caleb Williams Island. Yeah, well, I just think there's so many things that this guy can do that a handful of people in the entire world can do. And it's also it's it's what happens every year when you've been in the spotlight for as long as he is. We're just going to keep picking away at you until, you know, we find stuff we don't like. Yeah, but. I just think it's kind of like, what happened with Lamar Jackson. Like, didn't Lamar yeah. he won Heisman as a sophomore, and yeah, then junior year he wasn't as good, and then all of a sudden he's been a, a game breaker in the NFL. And boy, would we love to have a Lamar Jackson here? Yeah. I, I just think like let's not overthink it. And then also, I mean, to your point, Jesse, about the Heisman thing, I think it's a little. I don't think it's as bad as it used to be because uh, it was Bryce Young not looking good, Devontae Smith receiver. That's kind of a separate conversation. But before that, it was Burrow. It was Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, not great. But Lamar Jackson, so like yeah. four of the last five Hives and winning quarterbacks have all been pretty good in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank I'm you, Charlie. Thinking, I'm thinking of Danny Warfel. Didn't he win one? <laughs> uh, I believe, yes, yeah, that name. Yeah. But like that, the quarterback position is the way that it impacts games now versus before, it's different. Like, I guess. Yeah. Like how many times it's has a game been... We, we, you go into a game, it's like, all right, whoever has the ball last is going to win. Like, that's right. the NFL we live in now. I don't think that's the NFL we used to live in. Yeah, maybe so. All maybe right. So. Jess, what is on your baseball brain right now? Because you are the best in the business oh, well, when first, it comes to... First, oh, are I, we opening mail first? Well, we're going to open our mail, but first I want to invite you to dinner. I Where's want dinner? you to come, to the fam- this come is a, with the family. This is an empty invite. This, this is, is the not emptiest, an empty invite. This is the emptiest invite I've this ever received not, in I my life. I want you to come. Everyone... <laughs> I have kids. They relate to you better than they do me. You're closer to their age. I, I appreciate the invites. Unfortunately, I, I will have to pass here. I'm not crashing the Rogers family dinner, A. We're, go, we're going right down the street. We're going to River North to Avec. Mm-hmm. Now, Great spot. Been to I've, I've been there. Yep. Been the, the, the short rib hummus dip, immaculate. Start cooking it now if you're mm-hmm. listening, Avec, because <laughs> that is exactly what I'm getting. So why are we going there, though? And I want you to come is because... Sylvie, myself, Carmen, Waddle, we bid on an auction item at JD and Vaughn McClure's um, awesome. charity function mm-hmm. yeah, in yeah. July. Mm-hmm. And it was for the chef at Avec, Dylan Patel, to come to one of our houses and cook a meal for us. Oh, wow. And he did this a few weeks ago. Nice. And it was amazing. Yeah. It was absolutely amazing. To have a you know like a five star dinner cooked in your yeah, in your yeah. kitchen, mm-hmm. and my wife's a good cook, but mm-hmm. is a chef yeah. at the highest level. So I'm like, well, now I got to take the family to your restaurant. <laughs> so we're coming over to see Chef Dylan Patel at Avec after the show. If you're coming, if you're out, come say hello. Tyler, come out. I, come I, to dinner. I wish I could. I still have my Thanksgiving leftovers. I have to get my to. My kids want to meet you. Another time. Another time. I will take you up on that offer. We'll go. 
All right. All right. Well, another time, but I appreciate the offer, even though I think it's empty. Great, great food. I'm telling you. I mean, you've been there though. I yes, haven't I been have. there. Yeah, I've only had them at my house. I've never had them at the <laughs> restaurant. So you've yeah, you've had them cook for you inside yeah. your own home more than you. I'm assuming the restaurant's yeah. just as good. It's a it's a great little ambiance there. Nice little spot. So yeah, great, right. great. Right, tried great I restaurant. Told him I was going to bring you over. All right, <laughs> All right. I'm what do you have? Mail. What's in the this What's in the envelope from here? the National Baseball Hall of Fame and Museum? Okay. All right. If this is a pamphlet, if this right. is a get your Black Friday uh, commemorative baseballs here, you're I'm punting you out for the final uh, 45 minutes well, that we've got behold, here. it's not that. <laughs> what, what, what do we got? All right. This is entitled Preserving History, Honoring Excellence, Connecting Generations. Dear BBWAA member, that's Baseball Writers mm-hmm. Association of America. Enclosed, please find the 2024 Hall of Fame ballot. Developed by your screening committee and prepared oh, by your we got the good stuff secretary today. treasurer. This is the baseball hall of fame balloting for twenty twenty-three. And uh, so you're a hall I'm sorry, fa- for twenty twenty four. You're a Hall of Fame voter? I'm a Hall of Fame voter. Second year. I thought you needed a, an AARP card for that. Yeah, very, very, very cute. Very I, I'm calling you young. Very I'm cute. calling you young. Yes. No, you have to be covering baseball for ten years. Okay. So my first one. Was last You've year. You've been baseball for 10 years yeah, now, 10, I guess. Yeah. 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 I guess the, what, the last Hawks championship? Yeah. Uh, well, it was 15, it was, but. Yeah, no, I started you, in 13. When did you, you started in 13. 13 so right. it's really 11, 11th year. Mm-hmm. So I had my first vote last year. All right, so you want to know who's on the ballot? Yeah, let's hear who's on the ballot. You want to go first year or last year? Which, you know, last 10 to year. 9. I'm, or, I'm intrigued more by the last okay. year people. The last person, the last year for this player, mm-hmm. Gary Sheffield. No. Oh, I, I'm a yes. You're a yes. I'm a big Gary Sheffield I'm just going guy. first blush I'm thoughts. Big, I, I, I can dive into the numbers and be swayed on some of these, I, I, but first blush, I'd say no. And I'm not supposed to no. give up. I, I just opened this, so this is not my final ballot, but mm-hmm. in my first, in my head, I did vote for him last year. So okay. I, I'm, I don't hold me so to you're gonna, Have you, wait, I have a, so this is your second year, yeah, right? Okay, so maybe this, is, this doesn't work for you, but I was going to say, have you ever voted for someone one year and then not the next year? Like I it's said, not, we'll not a big enough out, We'll find out this year. But th- do you understand what I'm saying with that, though? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. My, 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 gut, my sort of gut feeling on it is if you voted them once, you should always vote them. But you never know that next year, five other guys that are more deserving. So wait, what, are, what are the rules the of your ballot? You, you, uh, you can vote for up to 10, zero to 10. Okay. Zero to 10. See, for me, I would always say I would put no maximum on it and just say you get one crack at it. What do you, you mean? Get, you get one crack to be a Hall of Famer. You get put on a ballot one time. Oh, well, you're saying if you had different rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. That, those would be the rules that I would set. I get it. I get it. Anyway, you get up to 10. Okay. Last year, I probably did six or seven. Let me, let me dive into Gary Sheffield well, real quick. Well, let's just a go bit through it. We're going to be yeah. here all day. Okay. Tenth year on the ballot. Last year, Gary Sheffield. You said no. I said I think so. Ninth year on the ballot. And you only get 10 years. That's the mm-hmm. point. Billy Wagner is the only ninth-year guy. Oh, I love Closer. Billy. Uh, the closers are tough to get in. I right. love Billy Wagner, but I'll go no. Okay, now we go to the steroids. I used to have a Billy <laughs> Wagner jersey back in the day when now, he was with the Phillies. Now we go to steroid-era guy. Eighth year on the ballot, Manny Ramirez. Yes. Automatic yes. Are you are you a Manny guy? Uh, I did. I think I voted for him last year. Okay. I can't remember now. i got to yeah. go back. I don't want to give away my vote. I'm not supposed to, okay. so it's more about okay. you. I would uh, say yes. I Manny's the one that... He got he got he failed I know, tests. I know he failed tests and all that stuff and, and people hate him. The media people hated him. But Manny Ramirez is one of those guys. I can't believe people don't bang the drum 
just as loudly for him as they do for guys like Barry Bonds and, and all the other steroid guys. Yeah, you're kind of right. Like, his numbers are insane, and he had the playoff man, but success, too. I think too. they don't because he failed tests. Bonds didn't fail a test, you know? Sosa didn't fail a test, so people bang the drum for them, but he failed tests, at least one. I'm... I'm looking through his numbers. There's a lot of black on this ba- oh, yeah. baseball reference here. That means and for that, league it means leader. league leader. Yeah. yeah. All right. We're going to move on. Seventh year on the ballot. Andrew Jones and Omar Vizquel. Andrew Jones and Omar Vizquel. I'll go no, no. Yeah, a lot of people are Andrew Jones people, are, you know, voters. His kid um, was just a, a draft pick, wasn't he? Or am I thinking of someone else? Yeah. So I think I did Jones last year. I think I did. Okay, I'm, I'm I like Andrew Jones a lot. Good, good defensive player. Um, so I, I'm a Sheffield and I'm a Jones. I think so far. Uh, he's also a White Sox for a second, right? I mean, you're thinking of uh, no, yeah, he was 2010. Ken Griffey. Yeah, we always they <laughs> always we, they always get the over <laughs> yeah. the hill guys. Mm-hmm. Sixth year, teams. sixth year on the ballot. Todd Helton, Andy Pettit. Um. Helton I loved, but there's always the cores factor there. I'll say yes on Helton. Yeah, I think it's a yes. And Andy Pettit. Might be the had, hall very good, maybe. Yeah, he's like right on the fringe for me, just on first thought without any research done here. Yeah. I'll go yes, Helton, no Pettit. Um, that makes sense. Fifth year on the ballot, Bobby Abreu. Oh, I loved Bobby. He, he could hit the ball. Um, I'll go Bobby Abreu. How long was his career? I'm trying to think of his longevity here. Yeah, I don't know. Um, played 18 years. I'll go no. Okay. Fourth year on the ballot, Mark Burley, Tory Hunter. Now, I did vote for Burley last year. You did? Now, again, um, you vote for 10. Mm-hmm. I, some, I mean, like, I know he's probably not getting in, but mm-hmm. it doesn't mean he's not deserving of a vote from me. I saw yeah. him up close. The big number with him is, I think it's 14 straight years, 200 innings. I can't remember if it's 11 okay. or 14, somewhere in there. Durability. Durability at a time where it was starting to, to fade to yeah. fade a little bit. That was my big thing. The, the, uh, was it 11 or 14? I can't remember mm-hmm. now. 200, stri- 200 inning seasons. I'll um, go. So, and what about Torrey Hunter? Yes, on Torrey Hunter. Oh, interesting. Okay. I, I'm a big, I used to have one of those, like, you remember the, the McFarlane action figures? Um, I used to have one of the, the Tory Hunter robbing a home run. That was my favorite one that I okay, had. Yeah. Um, so I'll go yes on Tory Hunter, no on Mark Burley. All right. Third year, A-Rod, Jimmy, yes. Ro- Jimmy Rollins. So Ooh, you Jimmy just Rollins. ignore steroids. Yes, no matter I ignore what. it. You're I, a, okay. Dude, I, I saw what I saw. And I don't care if it was performance enhanced. Okay. You, you should have caught Young, him. Younger generation. Right? If you really cared that, like. You don't care about rules. I don't care about it. Lineals. You got away with it. Jimmy Whatever. Rollins. Oh, I love Jimmy Rollins. Um. I will, I'm always, I'm always biased towards shortstops, so I will say yes on Rollins, but I could probably be talked out of that one if I looked into the numbers a little more. Second year, Carlos Beltran, Francisco Rodriguez, another closer. He was dominant though; like he was, he's the all-time single season record yeah. for saves, right? Yeah. Um, I'm just wondering if he had the longevity in terms of like dominance. Um, I'll say no on K-Rod, and the other was Beltran. Yeah, he's a yes. Yeah. He's a look. Yes. Look at his yeah. numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd have to go back and look, because he's, I feel like he's been out of the game for a are while. Are penalize him for the, no. wasn't he the bench coach or he whatever was the he was? Be- yeah, yeah, for the Astros, the Astros. yeah. Um, first year on the ballot, I'm just going to read him off. 
Jose Batista, Adrian Beltre. Jose Bar- Batista's already on the ballot? Yeah, Adrian Beltre, Bartolo Colon. Adrian Bartolo Go- Colon? <laughs> Adrian Gonzalez, Matt Holliday, Victor Martinez, Joe Maurer, Brandon Phillips, Jose Reyes, James Shields, Chase, <laughs> Chase Utley, David Wright. Okay. Um, here, wait. Can I see the there's, list? There's one for there's sure on that. I think there's a few for, uh, for sure on yeah. there. Um, Bautista, no. Beltre, I'll go no. No, no. Beltre's 100%. Uh, Cologne, absolutely not. Adrian Gonzalez, no. Matt Holiday, no. Victor Martinez, no. Maurer, yes. Brandon Phillips, no. Jose Reyes is my favorite baseball player of all time. <laughs> so I'm going to really? say yes oh, on Jose Reyes. James Shields, no. Chase Utley, yes. David Wright, yes. Okay. Adrian Beltre's on it. I can't believe you said no on Adrian Beltre. He's on it. Is he? Am yes. I just forgetting his numbers yes, here? Yes, you are forgetting his numbers. Let me he's see. on it. So he was your one, like, automatic yes? yes. Oh, yeah, 477, oh, five times. Yeah, yes. okay, yeah. He's on it. You, yes, you've swung me on, on Beltre there. So the, uh, yeah, I'll probably vote for five or six out of, you know, a, out of the ten that I'm allowed to. Like, Mauer, it's Mauer and Posey that were the best catchers of my life. I would love to just do a segment on the radio and let the fans do it, but I'd get kicked out of the BP. <laughs> <laughs> I'd get kicked out of the association. <laughs> So these, um, these and Maurer was an MVP too, Gold Glover. Maurer's a definite in for me. Um, I'm, although his career was it a well, little short? Oh, 15, short yeah. Fifteen years. He still played a hundred plus games in a lot of those years too. Um, and he yeah, did transition Maurer's, a little the first. Maurer's probably in. Um, I love Joe Maurer. He was a great, I don't great player. Think David Wright's a Hall of Fame. I got to look it up. I don't I mean, think so. David Wright. I, I I always think of him as like one of the best third basemen yeah. that I saw. No, he was. Um, Gold Glover, top five in MVP once, top ten three or four times. I would go yes on David Wright. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you're helping. I guess the... I have until uh, New Year's Eve to turn this You have in. until New Year's Eve. I'm yeah. looking at like some of the cumulative stats on him, and they don't look great. Yeah. Sub-50 war, 242 home runs, 296 average over his career. Well, I'll give away one. I'm voting for Sheffield again. You're voting for Sheffield again? I'm a again? Sheffield guy. All right. More walks than strikeouts like every year back when, you know, that was a thing mm-hmm. players did. They walked yeah. more than they struck out. Um and then I'll actually do some research on the other stuff. Because, All right. You know, there you go. You got to take it seriously. All right. Pull it away from um, When we come back, I do want to get into some other things yeah, that are going on in the baseball, baseball world. Let's talk some Otani. Because right? Otani's interesting Cubs. to me. What the Cubs are going to do. And you, do you have some stuff that you haven't told anyone yet? Um, I don't think Just so. Just say yes. I mean, I don't want to Come on. Lie. How about a tease? I don't want to make up stuff like you see on Twitter every day. <laughs> Howie Rose of the Mets. You know. Friday after Carissa Thanksgiving, Ota, he's he's going to have the Otani news. Yeah. That guy. Oh. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. We'll do that when we come back here. Tyler Rocky, Jesse Rogers in for Waddle and Sylvie. You're listening to Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie. ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. Tyler 
Mikey, Jesse Rogers in for Waddle and Sylvie today. Hope everyone's enjoying their Black Friday shopping out there. If you see anything in the wild, by the way, any like egregious fights, let us know. Ring us up. 312-332-3776. Or tweet them at us. Yeah, yeah, we, we will see it. You know, there's usually a little delay. Mm-hmm. Fight happens. Eventually goes viral. Everybody yeah. talking about it. So, mm-hmm. like by tomorrow, we'll see some of those. Yeah. Um, let's talk some baseball. Though. Yeah. Let's do it. All well, right. I want to give you a little inside baseball, and it, it it does concern me a little bit. Um, this is just my own opinion about things. Knowing and watching what Otani has been all about in the last year or so. And on one hand, and I've reported this, it, I, I was told he just feels a little bit more comfortable in his own skin, being the face of baseball and understanding maybe he needs to be in a big market and sort of all that stuff. But then on the other hand, you, you hear things like he hasn't spoken to the media since August 9th. Now he got hurt, mm-hmm. but still hasn't spoken to the media since August 9th. His routine is not to speak to reporters except for when he pitches. Mm-hmm. Now, normally... You know, there's games every day. There's pregame. There's postgame. Us as reporters go up to players all the time. He won't speak to you unless he unless he's pitching that day. He'll speak after the game. He's almost required to do that. Mm-hmm. So what I'm getting at is it just it worries me a little bit about the attention he's going to get. He's going to get a lot no matter where he goes. Right. But in this city, it's going to be to the extreme. In that neighborhood, it's going to be the to the extreme, and the and the the, the straw that kind of broke the camel's back here was the was the MVP. You may have heard about this, maybe not, but the award winners do a conference call with reporters afterwards. Mm-hmm. It's happened every year. I've done the, the you know I was on the yeah. conference call with the my assignment was the Cy Young winners. I listened mm-hmm. to Blake Snell, um, I listened to Garrett Cole. I wrote a story. All we all divvy it up to you know. He wins the MVP. Supposed to be on a conference call. They say technical problems. It's a phone call. Mm-hmm. Not available. Never rescheduled. Mm-hmm. Never rescheduled. Small thing. Just add it up, though. Add it up, and I just worry that if he wants to be hidden a little bit as the face of baseball, the Dodgers might be the place for him. And the second place, if it's not the West Coast, might be the Rangers. You think about both those ballparks. You don't have thousands of fans congregating outside those ballparks hours before the game and hours afterwards. That's what Wrigley Field is like. Mm -hmm. You can drive pretty much into the ballpark in Texas, get out of your car and be there. Then get in your car, drive out, and they don't even know you're there. Wrigley, you can't even do that. You have to either get out of a car, walk into the building with thousands of fans, or park your car across the street and walk over. That's the player's lot. Even if it's for 10 seconds, like that, think about him. Mm-hmm. And I just worry it's not going to be about money. It's right. not going to, it's going to be comfortability and certainly winning. And I think the two places that come to mind that are in it, the Dodgers. And the Rangers. Well, here's my thing with the Dodgers. I, I not, know that let me just sports say aren't this. as big out there. I, I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. He doesn't care. He wants to be a Cub. It's. I'm just saying if you read between the lines, this guy likes some level of anonymity. And he won't get it in any city, but he'll get it a little bit closer in a place like Los Angeles. Yeah. I, I think, though, 
you put a Dodger uniform on Shohei. I don't like even though I know sports aren't out as big out in LA as they are in Chicago, New York, Boston, Philly. You put a Dodger uniform on him instead of a, an Angel uniform on him and it's different. What do you mean? Like we know in this city there's a difference between being a Cub versus being yeah. a White Sox. Yeah. There's a difference between being a Yankee versus being a Met. Yeah. Right? Mhm. There's a difference between being an Angel and a Dodger. Right, and I think he's willing to make that leap. Make that leap? But maybe not this one. Maybe not this one. I'm just saying, like, if this is a guy that's skipping conference calls, doesn't want to talk to reporters, I'm sure he's good with fans in his own moments. But if he doesn't want to be inundated, then this isn't the spot. I'm I'm not sure this is the spot. All right, well, that... That's a big nugget there, well, Jess. It, but we're reading between the We're just, you know, mm-hmm. it's like I don't have all the information. I'm just using what we know. Right. The attention normally given to a baseball player in this city, he doesn't seem to want. But I do think he understands he's the face of the game and it belongs in a baseball market. Now, Texas has sort of become a, a market for, yeah. for that. And so that worries me. And look. Five, you're paying him $500 million. You have your own TV network. You don't think Marquis going to want a piece of him as much as possible, and I don't blame him. You don't mm-hmm. think they're not, they're not going to want to fly to Japan and do something in his, from his hometown and every other day of the year? I mean, they do that with the backup shortstop on this team. They're well, gonna there's want, 24 hours of programming right, you got to They're going to want to fill it with Shohei Otani, yeah. and he's not going to be the willing participant. I, where I could be wrong is... Maybe he understands, I'm getting $500 million, I need to do my part. Mm -hmm. But again, your part in Los Angeles or Texas is going to be different than here. I hope I'm wrong. I hope that's not a factor. But the one thing I keep hearing is money won't be the difference maker. He's going to get paid huge. It will be the comfortability factor. So how much, like, I know a lot of it, at the beginning when we were talking about geography and stuff mm-hmm. like that was that, oh, Chicago's maybe a little too far east for right. him. Well, if Dallas is in the picture, then Chicago has to be in the picture because well, then the geography goes out. Remember, in 17, they recruited right. him. They Dallas said, and, and Texas and Chicago were part mm-hmm. of the finalists. Mm-hmm. He was willing to meet with them. He didn't, he didn't go out east. Right. So, right, you have to think for that reason the Cubs are still in it. Mm-hmm. The fact that Cubs will write that check. There's another So you're, you're thinking... Geography won't be an issue for the Cubs. Not that it doesn't matter, but it's not an issue for the Cubs. I don't know that for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know that for sure. But I, the fact that he met with them the first time and not those East Coast teams, I'm going to say I don't think it's a factor. Here's another thing to consider, and I was talking to someone right before the show about this. And think about this. And Yamamoto's agent, the pitcher that's yeah. available, brought this up. But I've been thinking about this for a while because there's more Japanese players coming mm-hmm. over. How many of them are congregated on one team? Well, I, I read this from, I think it was Rosenthal, early in the season about yeah. Kota Senga and why he probably won't, or why Shohei wasn't going to go to the Mets because there, the Japanese players don't like to bunch up. Right. However, he, Yamamoto is an exception, it that's seems what, like. That's what his agent is saying. There's another one in, in Managa. But look, but it's it's be, it's a cultural thing. It is a cultural. It's a cultural thing, thing where like you don't like to step on people's toes. It's partly that. It's a respect thing. There's a seniority thing mm-hmm. where yes. if, if if there's a you know not a not a six month age gap, but like mm-hmm. if there's a two three year age gap, 
even if you're the star, but you're the younger guy, there's a, you have to show some deference to the older guy. Yeah, there's there's all sorts, but definitely, I mean, it can't be coincidence that they're all spread out. No, I, it's something Especially that I was tipped off to would, earlier you, this you, year. You would think it'd be the opposite. You would think they would congregate because right. yeah. they speak the same language, same mm-hmm. diet, all these things, hang out together. They don't do that. That's why I I, always, I found it a little. Oh, Suzuki's recruiting Otani. No, that could be the opposite. Yeah. The fact that Suzuki's here mm-hmm. now, and now, and the thing with Suzuki is. He has a no trade clause, and it was the same thing with Kota Senga, right. no trade clause. So you'd have to have them waive that no right. trade clause if you were going to. So, so you need both. But parties. it seems like they were friendly. I mean, there's the moment obviously no, this year. Friendly is one thing, but that's mm-hmm. a whole different. You know, friendly is one thing, yeah. but to add him to your team, so it's not only like is Otani okay going to a place that already has a star? Is that star okay with Otani coming now? Like you said, you'd move anybody out to keep Botani, you yeah. know, to bring to time. Mm-hmm. But if, with a no trade clause, so there's all these things in there. The Dodgers don't have a Japanese star. The Rangers don't have a Japanese star. So if I was ranking this just for the things that I mentioned without inside information, I'd put the Cubs like third behind those two teams. Interesting. And I and I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope mm-hmm. he just wants to be a Cub and wants to own the Midwest and wants uh, the world to see him at a normal time, you know, yeah. uh, central time zone. But if he's skipping conference calls, you think he wants to be on the mark he said every other day? Now, maybe I'm exaggerating. You can do as much or as little as you want. But I, I, I just feel like, I don't know. I don't know with this guy. I don't know. And then, the, and then again, having Suzuki here already. You think that's a draw, but it, it's, it may not no, be. I, yeah, I, I've been on that for a little bit thinking, yeah. like, all right, that's probably not something that's super enticing for for a for Shohei to come here, and it's probably more of a deterrent than an attraction. Though but, at some point, they're going to team up. Right? You, there's, yeah, I mean, there's enough Japanese players coming over. to a point where you can't And, and there's only so much. much money to go around, but the big mm-hmm. markets are spending, because like, you've got to yeah. pay the posting fee. Like, right. most, of the, most of the small markets aren't getting these top Japanese players. It's costly. And, and say, uh, uh, Yamamoto's going to be costly. Imanaga is going to get like 85 to 100 million. That's the mm-hmm. second guy. Yeah pitcher guy and then and then otani so at some point there's going to be more than one japanese star on a team but it just hasn't happened yet now chicago has been a pretty solid japanese location yeah. lately like you think about fukudome into darvish into yeah. into now say like do it's they a good large reputation they have a good reputation yeah, absolutely okay. absolutely yamamoto's agent is also suzuki's agent okay you know but he's also saying his agent so yeah. um my point is i think they all talk and relay, right. you know, the and I think the Cubs are are fine. And Jed has said we've learned how to assimilate the Japanese players into, into the culture better. But the, but he's been here six years, right? So it's not like he's just coming over first time. You know, Yamamoto and Imanaga, the two pitchers, that's the first time. But again, I mean, Senga's in in um, uh, in New York. Boston has a star. Um, the Cubs have one. Mm-hmm. It's it's spread out. Yeah. It's spread out. It's a cultural thing. You're exactly right. It has to do with seniority, stepping on each other's toes, all that stuff. So, but but look, there are exceptions to the rule. At some point, two are going to team up. Maybe Otani is the exception to every rule, right? Yeah. Um, so we'll see. I just have a bad. I just have a bad feeling. Bad feeling. All right. Yeah, but but that's just my own. I'm not. I want to make mm-hmm. that clear. Yeah, yeah. Not from anything I've been told. Just from watching and viewing. You're how reading. This yeah. Gone. You're kind of. Following the breadcrumbs yeah, here, the breadcrumbs exactly. Mm-hmm. I just everyone. So, I mean, look, the betting favorite is the Dodgers, right? But the Cubs are second, right? Yeah. Which is which the, is fine. That's all the, I'm doing is maybe pushing the Rangers listen, up a little bit. I, I, the way I've kind of been 
pent up to feel throughout this entire process is like I'm getting really excited over something that is probably a, a second place thing, maybe third place. Like you'll be on possible. the podium, but you're not hoisting the gold. It's possible. That's kind of how I'm feeling with the Cubs. They'll be in the conversation. They, I, I doubt he's going to be a guy that but has I don't like think a finalist because, list. I really but. don't think it's because of what anything the Cubs do. I think yes. they will give him the presentation he needs, the money he wants. Again, maybe they'll say, hey, don't worry about Marquee. Don't worry about reporters. Maybe, you know, maybe they'll give them all of that. Mm-hmm. But what they can't say is you're not going to be inundated walking around Wrigley Field. <laughs> Here's what I'll say, and you're going to hate me for saying this. Yeah. If he comes here and never speaks to a reporter his entire time oh, here, I, I don't it. care. Oh, I know. I don't know. care. And Go I, on and play and baseball. frankly, I'm not sure that I would care. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, as, as, you know, I'd like it if yeah. you give me a choice, yeah. but I'd rather watch uh, it. You'll get it to like game 67 yeah, and be like, what the hell? Why isn't this guy well, talking? I mean, first of all, he, uh, because, because I don't speak Japanese. It's not his job to learn my language. It's my job to learn. Because I don't speak Japanese. Mm-hmm. Japanese the interviews would be done with a translator, and usually you lose some... Meaning yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of times, mm-hmm. and that's my fault. I wish I'd learned Spanish and Japanese when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Didn't know I'd be involved in this kind of coverage. Yeah. So um, I, 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 I could live with that. I could t- look, you can do stories about from his teammates talking about him right. and coaches. I mean, yeah. It can be done. So I have no problem if that's what he wants. Um, again, will Marquis be okay with that? I don't know. You hear that, Shohei? That's a... That's a- selling point here. Jesse won't do a single story on you if you come to Chicago. No, I won't bug you. How about that? <laughs> and that's, that's quite the promise for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I bug a lot of people. That was, the, that was the funniest thing when Schwarber came on during the World Series uh, yeah. <laughs> and Waddle and Sylvia were like, we're, we're happy you still pick up our calls. And he goes, well, Jesse keeps finding me. <laughs> he has a way to find me. <laughs> well, and, the answer, and my response to him after he hung up was, you keep making the playoffs. <laughs> I <laughs> cover true. the playoffs. Yeah. You keep making the playoffs. It's yeah. your fault. Yeah. Um, anyway, I, I, I hope I'm wrong. And maybe I'm just reading too much into it. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, oh, that conference call kind of bugged me. See? Not, it uh, yeah, pisses like, you off. No, no, no. I, it pisses I, I you wasn't off. even on the call. But what didn't bug isn't the right word. It just kind of bugged me in terms of him coming here. Like, oh, boy, if he's not willing to do that. Mm-hmm. Has he seen what Wrigleyville's like? Yeah. I mean, you, you're not there like, well, I know you go, but before and after game. I mean, it is a mob scene yeah. where the players oh, come yeah. in. Mm-hmm. It's I've a seen mob the, scene. I've seen the videos of, of yeah. the guys yeah, walking, walking in and out. Yeah, And I'm sure there's a way to sneak up. You know, like, they'll figure it out. But They'll I'm just, build a garage. Right, All right exactly. You're a billion-dollar right, entity. Exactly. Build a damn garage right. underground. I'm just giving that general feel. Can he, can he feel as protected as he has been? Now, I thought for a moment he was going to be okay with, but I don't know. No, okay with okay. being that face and getting that attention. But, you know, he probably wants best of both worlds. Be the face, but also have some life, you know, and, and the Dodgers provide that. They do. Yeah. All right, when we come back, I do have a couple other of the surrounding baseball yeah, topics yeah. that I want to get to, including a rumor we heard about Bo Bichette. Jesse will say if, is it, if it's true or not true. That's coming up next. Tyler Rocky, Jesse Rogers in for Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie. Waddle and Sylvie. On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Waddle and Sylvie. From our State Street studio to your hellish commute home. We're there with you making it bearable. Never mind. Back to Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN Chicago. 
Thank you to Kendra Smith and Charlie Bevins for producing today's show. Excellent work by both of them. Thanks to you, Jess, for sitting in with us today. Of course, my friend. Always good always to see fun, you. Always fun. Always good to see you, especially in the off months, too. Yeah, for sure. I'll I see mean, you a lot during baseball season, but not as much during the, the right. winter well, months. I, I try, to, try to... You do try to pop around right, more often. But I also try to like not be seen. <laughs> Because you got to get a little time time to, with the family, right? So, no doubt about that. Um, um, sometimes you get that at this time of year, then it gets really busy with the with yeah. the free agent signings and trades. And the winter meetings are in a week, so I'll be yeah. there. So, and it'll be very here. I'll, I'll make you that's this. Usually, promise. like the brewing pot yeah, for a yeah. lot of these deals. Oh, yeah, we'll, to get we'll done. see. We'll see free agent signings. We'll see deals, and mm-hmm. maybe even Otani. I think Otani's going to sign sign around the the um, winter meetings, whether it be right before, during, or right after. Mm-hmm. If I'm his agent, I do it during. The whole baseball world's there. Yeah. You make a big big announcement, first $500 million player, but who knows? I mean, that's the thing about this in particular. It's been shrouded in mystery so far. I will say, I, I think the Cubs are going to do some big things. I don't yeah. know what they are. So I, I brought you the be, name Bo Bichette. Yeah, real, I, not real? It's not something I heard. No, okay. it's not something I've heard about. A year ago, yes, when before they got Swanson. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a shortstop. He's the key piece to Toronto. I mean, if you trade him, you may as well trade Vlad and start over. I don't know. So some of the other names that are being floated around the Cubs, Pete Alonso is a name that you brought to I, our attention. Yeah, now David and Juan Stearns has Soto been on the record. And, uh, they, AJ Preller and David Stearns have said they're not trading them, but they say these things. Like right. The trade that will happen will be one we don't hear about. That's just how it works. They don't, they don't show their hand to the public most of the time. Mm-hmm. Once in a while, something leaks way early. Um, I would not be surprised by any Cubs trade um, at all. I wouldn't. They so have who's the a name that system makes, to do that. Well, Pete Alonso makes sense. Okay, but is there another name out there that makes sense? Whose name? A name that hasn't been floated out there. Um. Yeah, not really. Not really. What about pitchers? There, like how well, how the, active the, the pitchers they're interested in are the two Japanese ones, okay. Yamamoto and Minaga. Mm-hmm. Doesn't cost you anything but money. Right. That's who they want to add. They don't want Blake Snell. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw Aaron Nola get signed yeah, already. Nola, they, yeah, I don't think they're signing Jordan Montgomery. I think these Japanese pitchers are those. I mean, the trade that we're going to get, we're not going to hear about ahead of time. Trust me on this. Yeah. They will pull off a trade and be like, oh, I didn't know they, he was in a, even available. Um, now, Pete Alonso will be available in the next year, whether it's as a free agent mm-hmm. or via trade. I don't think... If they were going to trade for one of the two, I think it'd be Alonzo over Soto. Right. I don't think a deal with Soto is in the cards. Maybe Alonzo if they decide to trade. Um, and then there's a deal that we're not going to be thinking about that's going to happen. Trust me on that one. All right. Thanks to Tom Thayer. Thanks to Doug Kazarian for joining us today. Amber and Ian is next.